0: Live from the mistopheles Studios, it's Dark Fringe Radio. And thanks for joining in the Dark Fringe Radio. I am your host, Will Martinez, and thanks for joining on the podcast this week. We have a uh, great podcast for you uh, scheduled uh, for this uh, this evening, and uh, we have a uh, special guest on the line with us. Her name is uh, Michelle Williamson. She is a paranormal investigator. Um, with uh, New Beginnings Paranormal, and we're going to be talking about a, uh, a case that she was uh, investigating not too long ago out of her home state, and uh, we'll be getting to all that creepiness here in a second. Uh, but uh, wanted to get into uh, some of the social media stuff where you can uh, follow us. Uh, you can follow all of our information on uh, Facebook, uh, Twitter, and also Instagram. Uh, you can just uh, look up Dark Fringe Radio, and uh, you can find all our stuff there and uh, just make sure to uh, like and subscribe to all other things that uh, you can there as well Uh, leave a comment uh, interact with us that's me usually that's on the helm with all all that so uh, make sure to follow us on uh, Facebook Twitter and Instagram at dark fringe radio Um, how to listen to us it's pretty simple Um, you can listen to us on uh, iTunes uh, also Google Play and also SoundCloud all you have to do is look up dark fringe radio And um, just uh, give a subscribe, a liking there, and leave a comment. And uh, we really appreciate if you could do that. And um, that's a way to kind of pay us back for uh, the free podcast that we give you guys every week. So uh, make sure to go ahead and please do that. So, um, again, uh, please, uh, subscribe. uh, Apple iTunes, Google Play, and SoundCloud. Uh, Make sure to do that and um, give us a a subscribe back. So if you ever want to send us information or if you have any information to send us or if you um, have an idea for the podcast, you can always send that to us at uh, Dark Fringe Radio um, at our email at thedarkfringe at gmail.com. Again, that's thedarkfringe at gmail.com. And you can uh, find all or please send all that information to us there. I'd really appreciate it. Um, Again, I want to get into... um, Our guest for tonight, her name is Michelle Williams, and she is a paranormal investigator out of uh, New Beginnings Paranormal. And uh, she just recently did an investigation at a residence out there and kind of wanted to bring her on the uh, podcast and kind of talk to her about some of the evidence that she's captured, uh, a little bit about her background and some of the things that uh, we have to look forward to um, her investigating in the future. Um, again, her name is Michelle Williamson with New Beginnings Paranormal. Please welcome Michelle to Dark Fringe Radio. Michelle, how are you tonight?
1: I'm good. How are you? Good, good.
0: Thanks for joining me on the podcast. I appreciate you uh, taking the time to talk to us.
1: Thank you for having me. I appreciate
0: it. Awesome, awesome. So, um, listen, uh, give us a little bit of um, a background on um, on yourself. Um, how long, you know, have you been doing some important, you know, these uh, paranormal investigations and so on and so forth?
1: Um, honestly, I've always gone places that have been haunted. Um, I didn't actually get on a team until me and my best friend Stephanie teamed up. Um, she about that. Um, she had. Um, we had met on previous investigations, and we ended up kind of joining together and creating a new you know a new team um we've got stephanie and her husband nick um and then we have an investigator in california as well her name is stephanie that's awesome we got two Stephanie.
0: so you got two (laughs) stephanies so (laughs) i'm sure that helps with the confusion a little bit there but um so you guys do investigations all around in your area correct and outside your area as well correct
1: right yeah we um do a lot around Washington. We do have a few other things planned. Um, I'm from Portland, Oregon originally. So uh, I originally started doing all of the paranormal stuff down in Portland because there's quite a bit of history there with like the Shanghai tunnels and stuff. So Um, she's gone to Arizona. She's gone to Connecticut. Um, We are planning. I, I want to go to Salem, Massachusetts. That's one of my definite places I need
0: to go. Hotspot, Definitely. Yeah. And um, (laughs) yeah, no, no. And um, of course we had Stephanie on our podcast um, some time ago to talk about, you know, some of the things that she's done uh, with new beginnings, Mm -hmm. of course, you know, some of the things that she's uh, done in her personal life, as far as, you know, uh, becoming a psychic and a medium and all that stuff. And, Um, Being able to see certain things. And um, so we wanted to kind of bring you on the podcast because I've been talking to you as of late and you've been having some pretty uh, significant um, evidence that's been popping up from some of the investigations that you've done as of recent. Now, I know you just recently did an investigation at a residence um, in the Washington state area. Is that correct?
1: Yeah, in Coopville, Coopville, Washington.
0: Um, so if you could, um, give me a little bit of background on this particular residence. I don't want to, you know, get into any kind of, you know, specifics as far as names and stuff mm-hmm. like that. Of course, we want to keep all that confidential, but you know, if you could give us, mm-hmm. yeah, of course, if you could give us a little bit of information on the, um, you know, the area itself and the, the residents, if you could.
1: Um, well, most of Washington state, um, was originally native lands all through Washington. There's, Between here and there, I'd say there's probably about a good 20 tribes, Um, and it is right by a Navy base. Her house is down the street from an old jail um, and a cemetery. Um, It is a newer house, Um, so when we pulled up, I was like, "Eh." I didn't have any feelings about anything being there. I just kind of wanted to walk through the house first, but, um, they had so much activity going on there. We wanted to make sure that we got in there as quickly as possible.
0: Yeah, that makes sense. Um, so let me ask you this. So do you normally pick up on a lot of these, um, you know, these, uh, energies before, like, or right when you get to a location, is that something that you normally pick up on?
1: Yeah, I do. Um, both Steph and I, um, it's funny, we did have quite a bit of anxiety on our way there, um, and we weren't 100% sure where it was coming from. Um, and then, like I said, when we pulled up to the house, I didn't really sense anything until I walked in.
0: So it wasn't until you actually walked into the residence and you actually broke that threshold of the front door is when you actually started to feel a lot of these uh, you know, different feelings and energies. Is that correct?
1: Right, yeah. Um, We had been told that there was quite a bit of activity in um, the kitchen. Um, And so Steph and I usually will do a walkthrough. We'll kind of go our own separate ways, follow where we're drawn to. Um, I was drawn to the bottom, um, I guess it's a den area, is where I was originally drawn to. Um, and that's where Stephanie got quite a bit of av- evidence was from actually in there. I spent most of my time in the kitchen is where I was for most of it, just because of what was going on up there.
0: Wow. Now let me ask you this. Um, do you guys do like, um, any kind of, uh, research on the property itself? Like prior to, um, getting there, um, you know, like I'm sure, you know, of uh, the general location of wherever it is that you're going to be investigating. Do you guys do any kind of, uh, prior investigation of the property itself
1: um nick is usually the one to do any uh, investigations on the land because he's really good at finding that type of thing um and he looked and looked and he could not find anything at all
0: so nothing with the land at all so okay so that's interesting mm-hmm. so um what were some of the claims that the um people that lived in this residence that uh they were claiming to experience there
1: Um, shadow figures, uh, with long fingers crawling through the hallways, um, actually between one bedroom and another, um, cupboards slamming open and closed drawers, opening and slamming. And when I actually felt the weight of the cupboards, they're, they're solid wood, um, and they don't have like the roller tracks on them you have to actually tug on it to get it open. So for it to have that much force, I was a little confused on where that was coming from.
0: Yeah, I could see that. Now you said that you were more attracted to the kitchen um, as far as a hotspot than more than any other place in the, um, in the house. Can you explain mm-hmm. to me some of the uh, things that you experienced in the kitchen?
1: Uh, yeah, I actually have some videos Um, of it, I, a spirit, I don't think it was a spirit. I do believe it was a demon. Um, you know, at first I, I thought it was a spirit. It hid itself very well. Um, I had my protection crystals in my, in my hoodie pocket. So I had those close by, um, and I was actually scanning the cupboards and, um, the refrigerator and stuff with the K2 meter just to kind of see, you know, because it was really warm in that area more than any other part in the kitchen. Um, And I got a lot of K2 hits off of the cupboards. Um, And then as the demon actually was interacting with me, I asked it to touch me. Um, and as soon as it did, it started draining me. I had to go outside a couple times just to regain my stomach. Cause I felt like I was going to throw up. It was affecting me so badly so. and it actually shattered, uh, two of my crystals. Well, one was split in three pieces and the other one was split in two.
0: Wow. That's amazing. After. That's amazing. And of course you keep these crystals on you to, um, use as a, you know, item of protection, Um, do you you normally do that in every investigation
1: I do yeah okay
0: yeah and have you ever had something like this happen before where your crystals were like actually damaged from a location
1: never I was actually in shock because um, I didn't feel it break in my hand but when we turned on the light I was looking at my crystal um, and I saw all the little shards and I was like what the heck and I started digging through them and i was like how did this happen um because two of them one of them was a raw emerald and that one was split in half
0: so you had a raw emerald and it actually was just split in half
1: Mm-hmm. That's the crazy. raw emerald split in half
0: that's crazy i mean for emerald to crack in half like that i mean you would have to like hit it pretty hard against another hard surface uh, mm-hmm.
1: but- and it was right about that time where i got the scratches
0: on my leg. So you were actually scratched as well. I was, yeah. Wow, is that something that normally happens in an investigation, or is that something that is kind of rare?
1: I've never been scratched like that. Um, it's all still kind of affecting all of us now. Even Seth woke up with bruises. Nick woke up with bruises. Um, it was it was a tough. Um, a tough investigation, you know, the person that lived there, she's been having bloody noses so bad that it looks like somebody turned a faucet on.
0: Wow. So yeah, let's get into some of that. Let's get into some of the claims that the, the residents had there. Can you give us the dynamic, um, or the, uh, the demographic of, you know, who lives in the house? Um, you know, who lives in the house currently at this residence? Is it, you know, is it a normal family dynamic of four people? What, what is it like right now?
1: Uh, it's roommates um, and they are military um, a couple military police okay um, and then the wife and maybe it's three I know for sure there's three and then one of the friends is actually over there all the time as well who has witnessed all of this so there's four people right now that it's really affecting
0: got you got you and so what are some of the claims so you said that um, I know one of the residents said that she has a runny nose, a bloody, a bloody nose constantly. Um, what are some mm-hmm. of the other things that are happening with them?
1: Um, she's, her anxiety, I can tell you, is horrible because i I didn't feel it until I stood about five feet from her, and it was so bad I had to tell her. I'm going to step away from you for a minute because I can't see past your anxiety. My chest had hurt and everything. It was, it was rough, but, um, you know, she's getting the bloody noses. She's seen, um, the shadow figures. Uh, she called me in the middle of the night one night and told me that it sounded like, um, in one of the bedrooms, it sounded like a body was slammed against the wall wow um she sent me a video of her running up the stairs playing with the dog and she had snapchat open and on a plain flat wall a dog the dog filter popped up like it had you know recognized a face
0: yeah so Um, i I saw that video you actually had sent that to me um when right after that you investigated that area And, uh, Mm -hmm. yeah, that was a very compelling video because just like, as you described, the lady is playing with her dog. And then all of a sudden she kind of pans to the left and it's like, kind of like a, a shot of the stairs. And then all of a sudden you hear like this growling and then you see the face, like, no, I'm sorry. The snap, uh, the, uh, the Snapchat filter, like go onto something on the wall. And, like, there was Mm -hmm. a face on the wall, but there was, like, nothing there. I I found that very compelling. That's that's a pretty crazy video.
1: Yeah, and it scared her, as you saw at the end of the video. She screamed.
0: Yeah, yeah, she did. Yeah, yeah.
1: Yeah, I didn't know what to expect from that. I
0: was uh, kind of uh, really taken back by that. I actually asked you to send that to me a couple times because um, I was just kind of like... uh, I had to watch it uh, a few times over and over again just to kind of capture that in my mind. But... Um, so what are some of the other things that, um, that they were claiming on that was going on there as well?
1: Um, like I said, the cupboards, um, they're also down in the downstairs bedroom. There's a flag on the wall and it actually, um, we tested it. It, it has hooks on it so that you would have to physically like lift it up and, kind of push it towards the wall and then lift the flag all the way off. And that was actually ripped off of the wall, um, in the middle of the night. Wow. Um, yeah. And the dogs, the, the dog, um, is constantly scared, barking, um, doesn't like going in the kitchen. Um, she's been having horrible nightmares, um, like i said i I feel like it's kind of terrorizing her in a way, so
0: do you find like uh that she's like more of the focal point in the in the nucleus of the of the people in that house?
1: a hundred percent
0: okay yeah, that's what it sounds like. it sounds like she's kind of the focal point now um mm-hmm. let me ask you this um is there anybody there in that house that may be triggering this to happen like maybe are they are they doing anything as far as maybe communicating with the dead in a way where they shouldn't be, or um, do they have anything in the house maybe that may be triggering this?
1: Um, we did ask if they've ever played with any anything that could bring that on, whether it's a spirit board or you know anything along those lines. We were told that no, that has not been done there. Um, honestly, I, I had to tell them, you know, that they need to remain positive because the more that they remain negative, um, or continuously talking about it, it's all it's doing is feeding its energy and it's going to end up getting so bad that they won't know, you know, they won't have a way to stop it. The, the, The house was blessed by a, by a Catholic priest the day I think it was a day or two after we were in there.
0: So after the blessing took place, has the activity continued after? Has it gotten better? Has it gotten worse? What's the deal?
1: Um, it's from what she has said, it's gotten worse. Um she said that it's it's gotten worse by the day. Like I said, when we were there that night, I got a phone call, I wanna I don't even remember what time it was. It was late, and, you know, she was hysterical. She didn't want to go back in the house. Um, I had her go get her own crystals. I told her to sleep with them, you know, keep them around her neck, make sure to charge and cleanse them. We went over all of that just to try and help, but, you know, as you know, stuff like that feeds off of it.
0: Yeah, you can only do so much, so, unfortunately.
1: Yeah, yeah.
0: So in an instance like this where you know that there is something going on, um, and the evidence is pretty overwhelming, um, how do you, what do you do to escalate this? I mean, I'm sure that, you know, crystals and smudging and, you know, um, doing some type of cleansing, you know, it can only go so far. Um, is there anything Mm -hmm. that you guys do to kind of escalate this to, you know, further, you know, uh, try to get this taken care of in a, you know, in a, in a, in a better way?
1: Um, We did actually reach out to um, Chris McKinnell, who is a part of the Warren Legacy Foundation, I believe. It's uh, Ed and Lorraine Warren's grandson, Ah, I believe is their relation. Okay. Okay. Um, So I actually spoke to him on the phone. Um, the next day, cause he had heard everything that had happened and, um, I sent him pictures. I sent him videos. Um, you know, we talked a little bit, uh, we did talk about, um, the scratch because he wanted to know how long I had the scratch. Um, you know, he said it was in, cause it was three, three scratches. Um, and you know, he asked me how long. It took to go away, and we went over that, and he actually ended up telling me I'm a psychic um, because he said psychics will heal scratches quickly. I didn't know 30 minutes to an hour was quick,
0: yeah, to be honest that's, with you. Yeah, that's pretty quick. Uh, if I get a scratch, it lasts for a few days at least. But you know, when you're talking about these scratches and you're talking about the three scratches, that's usually a mockery of the, the Trinity. And, uh, that's mm-hmm. why you usually see those three scratches and it usually, uh, is a, a pretty good, uh, indicator of some type of demonic activity, um, at a location. So I'm pretty aware of that. Now, um, now after you've been scratched and I know that you've have your healing crystals, is there any kind of cleansing that you do after you leave a, a location after like this?
1: Um, we did sage even ourselves after leaving their, um, Chris did actually advise me on my crystals that were broke. Um, He said that I need to bury them far away from any homes or anything because now they've been touched by a demon. Um, And he said that they're no good for me anymore. And so I've actually got to find a good location where, you know, it's not around anybody because I want to be responsible about it. So I currently still have them, but I do need to go have been buried far far away
0: a volcano how about that
1: <laughs> yeah throw so in the ice i did think about it during a bonfire i was like i wonder <laughs> but yeah. it's not hot
0: enough no 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 then you have some spirits coming out of the bonfire no no you don't need any of that crap. <laughs> <laughs> nope yeah yeah so um okay well that's that's pretty interesting um i mean it, it, i see these things all the time. You know, I see these investigations, these kind of cases. I've never actually dealt with them myself personally firsthand. Um I've always uh-huh. you know seen these things from the outside, uh, third party. And um, you know, I I am sure that you form a certain bond with these people that you're trying to help. Um and you know, they call you out of desperation to you know, helped them, you know, they're going through a very tough time, Uh, whether it's they're not sleeping, they're ill at health. um, Mm -hmm. Something is going on constantly. It's causing them to have some type of anguish or some type of anxiety. Um, Do you find that in this particular case that it's one person kind of bringing on this kind of, you know, energy to the
1: house? Um, you know, it's funny because the two men of the house absolutely did not believe in it until we got there. Gotcha. <laughs> we definitely made them um, change their mind. But uh, I, I do believe, like I said, um, you know, the negativity and the stress and then the anxiety and then not sleeping, all of that feeds into it. Um, and it just gives it the energy it needs. And I know with when it touched me and how quickly it drained me and made me sick, I don't know how they're actually living there, to be honest with you.
0: That's crazy. It's just amazing to me that somebody could live in an area like that where it's just depressed, you know, Uh, spiritually, spiritually, I mean, when you can actually feel it. Um, You know, I'm not, I, I don't claim to be any kind of sensitive or anything like that, but you know, there is something to be said about when you go into a, um, a house or a building or whatever the hell it may be, and you just get that overwhelming feeling that's just not right. You know, uh, mm-hmm. there's a lot to be said about that. You know what I mean? And uh, yeah, yeah, you, you have to, you know, sometimes kind of follow your gut. Um, because, you know, uh, there's a reason why you have those feelings. But um you know, in, in, in this particular case, um, I know you talked about some of the evidence that you collected. Um, what kind of instrumentation do you guys use? What, what do you guys use as far as, um, you, know, um, you know, any kind of electronics uh, to capture uh, evidence? What do you guys use? Uh,
1: we have a connect, um, which maps out anything manifesting in front of you. Um, which is the video that I sent you. You saw it standing next to me holding my hand. You know, um, so we have the connect. We have a grid pen, which um, I actually missed getting it on video, but we had asked for the grid pen to be dimmed down and it went down quite a bit. It actually drained the batteries out of almost every piece of equipment that we brought.
0: And that's a normal. Thing. Immediately, that's a normal thing that happens with a lot of these, um, you know, these, uh, you know, paranormal investigations when the uh, the the evidence starts to kind of like conjure up a, and start going. These uh, these uh, energies start to kind of pull energy from batteries, from you know, whatever it may be—a camera or a camcorder or a recorder—and things just end up dead.
1: hmm Yeah, we have an EVP recorder. Uh, which the batteries died on. They were brand new batteries. We had the grid pen with brand new batteries, which died immediately after turning it on. Um, we ended up finding new batteries and used that, but it ended up killing the batteries within about five minutes. Um, the K2 meter was the only thing that really held batter- battery at all. Um, and then the Connect we actually had running it said two and a half hours left on its battery and it ended up um, dying not even two minutes later so we had to charge it before we could even get the investigation finished because we had to start replacing all of the batteries
0: yeah 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 I could see that and um, were you able to uh, you know uh, capture any kind of EVPs at this location
1: Um, you know, Nick is the one that generally goes over those. I am not sure if he did, but I know, um, on a few of the videos that Steph got, there was, um, an EVP in a couple of them.
0: Okay. Yeah. And that's kind of a painstaking, uh, uh, process of, uh, going through the EVPs and stuff like that. That takes a lot of time. So, um, I know that, yeah, that's not something that, you know, it's done overnight or over a few days. So, yeah, uh, I feel you, Nick, so yeah, I'm sorry. Uh, but yeah, 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 uh, that's uh, that's crazy. It's amazing that, you know, people continue to live in a place like that. So they, they, they're still in this place, correct? They haven't moved or gone anywhere. They're still there, right?
1: They are still there. Um, you know, she constantly... Um, says that she doesn't want to be there, that she wants to leave, that, you know, I don't know how many times I've talked to her and she's like, I'm not going back in the house. It's got her scared and rightfully so, you know, like I said, I knew when I got close to her, I knew what she was feeling and I even asked her, I said, are you having really bad bad anxiety right now? And she was like, yeah. And I was like, okay, I'm going to have to like just step away. (laughs) I got to read you know, gather myself here and, and I'm going to walk around a little bit. And she was like, okay. So, yeah, yeah, it's just, uh, it was draining.
0: I'm sure it was. I'm sure it was. I mean, because, you know, you have all this stuff happening at the same time and then you yourself being sensitive to all that. um, And then things are going a mile a minute and, you know, people's emotions and everything up on a, you know, a 10th level. I, I can only imagine how, you know, painstaking it is and how draining it is uh, mentally and physically um do you find yourself that you have to kind of like disconnect after like an investigation like this for a few days just to kind of like recharge yourself
1: yeah i uh stayed home the whole next day lazy because i was so drained it was it took a lot out of me um same with stephanie and nick nick woke up with a bruise. On the bottom of his back. Stephanie's got um, bruises all over her legs, and the woman whose house we investigated just sent pictures that she's bruised up really bad. So this is continued. So,
0: this is continued with her. This is not stopped at all. If, if anything, it's gotten no.
1: worse. Yeah, it's definitely gotten way worse.
0: So what's the next step for somebody like this? What, what, do, you, what do you what do you what do you like recommend? What do you do? Uh, you know, I mean, it seems like the, the, the problem may be uh, multifaceted, not just, you know, one thing. It, it sounds like there might be a couple different issues here.
1: Yeah, I mean, there definitely is. One is we have to get her emotions and everything under control. Um, without that, it doesn't matter what, we're, what we do. It's not going to help when those emotions are still running through that house. So I do have a couple things that Chris has provided me for um, the property. Since it is more than likely Native American property, um, there's a couple blessings that I have to go do um, on the yard itself. Uh, Basically crystals in every room. Um, We've got to get some black salt blessed. Um, so she was working on that as well. And we just basically got to try to seal out this property, really, is what it comes down to.
0: Yeah, it sounds like it's the property, and it also sounds like it may be her, uh, in a way, too, that maybe need to be blessed and, um, you know, um, kind of cleansed as well.
1: hmm Yeah, we did cleanse her, um like I said, and then she had the Catholic priest come in there and he also blessed the home. And, um, I don't remember if he had blessed her or not, but she was going to go get a bunch of holy water and stuff to keep around the house. Um, just due to everything that's that's going on, the black shadows, um, three or four people the night of the investigation saw the black shadow with long fingers crawling out of the hallway really Mm-hmm.
0: wow yeah that's uh that's overwhelming to think about because um, you know you're not just getting one person that's seeing this you're getting multiple people um that's seeing the same kind of thing and i'm sure that it's kind of disturbing when you see something like that um I mean, is there anything that you could do at that moment or I mean, I know you're you're trying to capture you're trying to capture uh, evidence of that moment. But is there anything that you can do at that very moment to kind of like rid rid them of, of that moment? You know what I mean? Rid the the shadow people, get them away. So that way, you know what I mean? I mean, it's just so crazy to think that there's nothing that you can't do. I mean, I'm sure there's something you can do, right?
1: I mean, you can try depending, obviously the the sage wasn't working for this. Um, whatever it is, is very strong. Um, for it to touch me in less than, you know, two, three seconds, me just be fully drained and feel like I'm going to collapse, it's strong. Um, really, you know, the best thing, like I told her, she needs to get some holy water, she needs to get, um, you know, something and start you know, whatever religion she follows, I'm not a hundred percent sure. Um, but whatever religion that is, then she would not need to start, you know, doing her prayer or whatever it is that she needs to do with that holy water, telling it to get out of the house is really at that point all you can do. But you have to believe it in order for it to happen.
0: Gotcha. Yeah, it makes sense. It makes sense. Let me ask you, um what happens when a person is not religious, like if they have something like this happening and they're not a religious person, say for instance, they don't follow the Catholic uh teachings or anything like that, or they don't believe anything like that in the Bible, you know whatever the case may be what do you like what what happens in an instance like that it, you know I mean can a person be helped if they don't believe or or are they a lost cause what happens in that instance
1: no. absolutely it doesn't matter what religion if you're spiritual pagan it doesn't matter what you follow you can always be helped it doesn't you don't have to be catholic or christian to reach out for help that's if that's how a paranormal investigator operates then they really have no business doing what they do Gotcha. They should be able to help everybody.
0: Yeah, it makes sense. It, it totally makes sense. I, you know, it's something that I thought about because I, I, again, I'm not an investigator, so you know, I've never had that instance where I've encountered somebody, you know, who had some kind of uh, something happening, and they're just not that kind of uh, religious kind of person, but they still do have something happening. So I was just very curious about that. Um, Michelle, let me ask you this. Um, I know um, this is you know, one of many of different um, places that you guys investigate. Um, what are some of the other places that you guys investigated as of late, and uh, what are you guys planning on doing in the future?
1: Um, we go to Northern State, mental hospital. Um, It was... We can't get into the actual hospital portion of it. It's almost impossible. Um, But we do do all of the outlying property around it. Um, You know, that's where they started the lobotomies. Oh, wow. There was a lot of deaths there. Um, There's one... They were buried within the the property. I don't remember the exact number, um, but, you know, they had the the milk parlor and stuff where the patients could actually work. So the patients were actually all throughout the property, and that's one place that we always go because we always get evidence there,
0: always. So no matter what happens, you always get evidence there? Always. Well, it sounds like I have to enjoy uh, to uh, join you, ladies, one day on a <laughs> on a stroll uh, over there. I'd love to see uh, something uh, happen um, firsthand. So, um, yeah, that's um, that's that's unbelievable. And uh, yeah, I've been following you guys for some time, and uh, you go, you guys always have some type of um, paranormal evidence that's happening, no matter where you guys go.
1: Everywhere <laughs> that's you guys because go, because we attract them. They come to us. It seems like with us it. both being you know, psychic, they want to talk to us. They, they know that we can help if we, you know, if they come to us. And it's funny because with Stephanie and I, sometimes she'll have, she's like, did you hear that? And I don't hear it. Or I'll hear something and she doesn't hear it. And then there's times where we both hear it. That's crazy. So it's kind of nice because we feed off of each other. Really. Um, we both can get evidence by ourselves, but when we're to, our, when we're together, it's crazy.
0: Yeah, it's amazing. Uh, I've seen some of the photos that you sent me. You know, uh, of you guys investigating uh, graveyards and stuff like that, mm-hmm. seeing light anomalies um, constantly. Light anomalies. You guys constantly pick up light anomalies all the time. Um, I, all the time. All the time. <laughs> Even always, in the daylight. I know. I see. I see them firsthand. I. I, I mean, I've been seeing it for, for some time now, and it's crazy. Uh, It's amazing the evidence that uh, you ladies are picking up over there. I I applaud you ladies and continue to keep doing the awesome work that you're doing. Again, everybody can follow at uh, New Beginnings Paranormal. Uh, They're on Facebook and also on Instagram. Um, Michelle's a huge part of that. And YouTube, that's correct. (laughs) And um, uh, Michelle's a huge part of that. And uh, you can follow all the evidence that they find there again a New Beginnings Paranormal. Listen, uh, Michelle, thanks so much uh, for coming on the podcast. I really do appreciate it. And uh, we definitely have to have you come back on in the future to talk about some uh, new areas that you guys investigate.
1: Always, because we have some things that we're going to be planning. Um, Like I said, we're going to plan for Salem. That has to happen. (laughs) That's awesome. Um, And I really want to go to New Orleans. Like, that's that has to happen. Yeah,
0: that's a hot spot for me. I, I've been wanting to go there for some time. That uh, that place has been calling my name for uh, many, many years now. So uh, I totally understand Same what you're talking here. about. Uh, but, yeah, let's uh, let's collaborate. Uh, let's see if we can team up and, um, you know, uh, show some of that, you know, uh, footage and investigations uh, when you guys are there in Salem. And uh, I'll be more than happy to uh, facilitate that here through Dark Fringe Radio And uh, we'll be able to do all that for you guys. So, um, again, I do appreciate you guys, uh, or you coming on the podcast, talking about this investigation. And, again, we'll have to come have you come back on in the future to talk about some other places as well.
1: Absolutely. And then when you get out this way, you're welcome to join us.
0: Very good. Very good. Well, Michelle, listen, thank you again for uh, joining uh, with me uh, this week Here at Dark Fringe Radio talking about all the uh, crazy stuff that you and uh, Stephanie and uh, Nick are always finding uh, on your uh, bouts and adventures uh, out there in Washington. And um, again, I wanted to remind everybody uh, again about the social media. You can find us on uh, Facebook, Twitter. And um, also Instagram. Um, please uh, follow us there. Uh, you can find all our information there on those three fronts. Just look up Dark Fringe Radio. And again, if you wanted to listen to us, it's very simple. Uh, all you have to do uh, is uh, go on uh, iTunes, Google Play, or also on SoundCloud. Uh, we're always available there. Just look up Dark Fringe Radio. Uh, give us a subscribe, a like, and also leave a comment. So. Uh, please go ahead and do that. Again, I am Will Martinez. Uh, Thank you for uh, joining in on our Dark Fringe Radio. Uh, That's it for this week. and I hope you guys enjoyed the uh, podcast and uh, and our interview with Michelle Williamson at uh, New Beginnings Paranormal. Again, Will Martinez with Dark Fringe Radio. I hope you guys enjoy the rest of the night.